This is a teaching from Grace River Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. Our prayer is that this sermon will help inspire you to take the next step of your faith with Jesus Christ. Welcome to Grace River Church Online at Home. My name is Jacob. I'm the next generation pastor here at Grace River, and I have the privilege and honor of sharing with you all that God did in the lives of our students at camp a couple weeks ago. Man, I, I am so honored and so joyful to share with you what, what God has done. Uh, but before we do, man, I just pray for you, and I pray that you would be able to take a next step in your spiritual journey as a result of today. Uh, just, so just a quick little recap of camp, we were actually able to take 50 people to camp a couple weeks ago. We went uh, up north, we went to uh, Miamisburg, Ohio, which is right outside of Dayton, and we went to a place called Camp Chautauqua, and it was an amazing time. This is the very first time that Grace River has ever taken students to camp, and we were able to take 50 people, and so praise God for that. There was a lot of life change that happened, but I'm not gonna lie to you. We started off a little rough. We got to camp at uh, 3.30, on Monday afternoon, and by 5.30, the electricity went out on the entire campsite, and then also 3,000 surrounding homes in the area, and we didn't get electricity back until 5.30 uh, that Tuesday afternoon. So we were without electricity for 24 hours. We slept through the night with no AC, which was rough. That very next day, that Tuesday, we, we had record-breaking uh, temperatures at uh, close to 100 degrees, and so, uh, man, it was hot. It was it was a it was a long 24 hours. But man, I'm so proud of our students and our leaders. They didn't complain hardly at all. Uh, and and I'm and I'm surprised because I don't take the heat very well. But they did such a great job. And man, I say all that to say, if we had to experience a little bit of heat and, and a little bit of no electricity for 24 hours to experience what God did on the other side of that, I would say that we would do it all over again, man. It was incredible to see the life change that happened in the lives of our students. It was really cool to see how, how our students were able to create and develop uh, new friendships and develop the ones that they already had and, uh, and kids were able to take a next step in their spiritual journey, many of which uh, we actually had uh, people take uh, that first step of following Jesus, of surrendering their lives over to Jesus. So I, I wanna celebrate with you as you're watching this today. We had seven students give their life to Jesus, man. Seven students saying that, they're, that they've gone from death to life. And so this Sunday, we're actually baptizing eight people uh, in our uh, live in-person services. And so really excited uh, for that opportunity to do so. And then we had two people uh, rededicate their lives back to God and say, man, I'm done living for myself. I'm gonna follow Jesus with all that I have and there's nothing that's gonna stop me. And then we actually had two people, one of which, uh, uh, was, was people that said that they were gonna surrender their lives over to Jesus in full-time ministry, man. What a special call. We need more laborers out there. We need more pastors. We need more missionaries. And so these two stepped up to the plate and realized the call of God in their life, man. And so there was a lot of life change. There's a lot of celebration post-camp. And so I actually want you to check out this video of the life change of a few of our students and how God moved in their life unlike ever before. So check this out. Hello, my name is Isaac Lusa, and this is my life change story. Before camp, I was living in a lot of anxiety and stress, and I was just like, every time I did something, no matter the scale, I was just stressing over it. Hi, my name is Ava Joyner, and before camp, my life was a mess. My name's Reese, and before God, I made a lot of bad decisions that led to bad habits and put me in a dark space in my life. 
Uh, hi, my name is Ben Tomachek, and my life before Jesus was, I felt like constantly rushing around. I felt like I was trapped in a bubble. I felt very, um, I felt like there was weight constantly on me. My name is Fitz, and my life before Christ, well, it was all right, but, but like, it just, it, it could use a little more. My name is Satchel. I grew up in church, and I had a lot of head knowledge about who Jesus was. But God. But God. But God broke down those walls within me. But God showed me a different path at camp that he had for me. But God changed my life at camp. But God showed me through Lonnie Learman that there's a difference between knowing it in your mind and knowing it in your heart. And before, the past 14 years of my life before camp, I knew in my head, I had head knowledge that Jesus existed and that he was supposed to be a part of my life. It wasn't until June 15th that I truly accepted that in my heart and I made a heart decision to trust God. And so on now I feel like I can't, I don't have to stress anymore. I, of course, life is gonna be a cakewalk, but I know that now I can trust God. I can have He put people in my life that I can trust, that I can turn on when things are rough and I'm now I know in my heart that I'm truly God's and Jesus loves me with all his heart and with and I know I love him with all my heart. I was lost in fear and anger and I didn't know what to do. I was running as far away from God as I could and I had no plans for myself or my future. But God broke down those walls within me and he made me realize that I can't live this life without him that I need him, and in that moment, I made the most important decision of my life. I made the decision to follow Christ. But God changed my life at camp because when I got there, it really opened me up and I made a lot of new friends, and he showed me what I have and what I should be thankful for, and I'm really happy for that. You know, before Christ, I, I was kind of just living a life for myself. Like, I don't know, I was just living for me. Like, I didn't really like live for God. Like, I'd, I'd get into trouble a lot. And I don't know, I just always felt like I could just use more of a push towards God. But God, at, at camp, I like, I was just praying. And I don't know, like compared to all my siblings, I kind of felt like, oh, I'm, I'm, I kind of felt like the runt, even though like I'm not the youngest. I don't know, it was just different. And then like God just shined in and I was like, I'm I'm different on purpose. Like I, I have a purpose for being who I am and I should just follow God. At the Wednesday night service, I decided to give my life to Jesus. Because I grew up in church, I knew a lot about who Jesus was, but it was all head knowledge. But God revealed himself in a new way at camp. From then on, there was a new desire to know Jesus and to follow him. I want everybody to know that God loves them. I've been in a dark point in my life, and I know a lot of you might be, and it's okay. God loves you. God is doing everything he can to get to you, and he's, he's, 90, he's taking 99 steps to get to you, and he's going to leave that one up to you. And it's your choice if you want to do that or not. I want everyone to know that no matter how far you run, you can't outrun God. He's always there one step behind you, and it's up to you to take that step towards him. I want everyone to know that God is real, and I know that's true because I felt him 
in my heart in a new way at camp. I want everybody to know that no matter what you've done in your past, God can save you and he will forgive you. I want everyone to know that God has a different path for your life and it's perfect. I want everybody to know that because of Jesus, I'm be become a world changer. Like, not just become a world changer, but like I'd say still becoming a world changer. And you can too with the power of Christ. Man, I am so proud of these students. This is why we exist. We exist to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus, man. And so maybe you're watching this and you don't know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, I would love to show you what that would look like. And I also wanna encourage you, man, come and check out one of our three in-person services at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 o'clock. That's every single Sunday. We have three services. And so maybe you like to sleep in, man. I would encourage you, come to that 11 o'clock service. We'll have a hot cup of coffee for you. We have a great kids ministry, an amazing time of worship, and, and we'll always have an encouraging message for you to hear. And so... I want you to know directly from my heart to yours, you're invited and I cannot wait to meet you. And so we're actually gonna be talking, uh, the message today is on hearing God's voice. Um, and so uh, you might be wondering, where does this stem from? This is actually a very similar message to the, to the message that was given at camp on Tuesday night. And this was transformative for a lot of our students at camp, man. This really hit home for a lot of them, a lot of our leaders, including myself, because Let's be honest, don't you wish that you could verbally hear the voice of God sometimes, right? I think that we've all wondered that from time to time. Man, I wish that I could hear God's voice. I wish God would just text me and let me know that I'm doing a good job, I'm about to make a bad decision, right? I just wish that we could verbally communicate with God. And so I said it just a second ago, but like, don't you wish that you could just text God like he's your best friend and be like, hey God, I'm about to make this decision. You approve of it or not, right? Or Maybe you feel distant from God and you just want reassurance that God is still there. Or maybe you've never had an encounter with God and you just wish that God would text you and be like, hey bro, it's me, God, I'm in your life. Like, give your life over to me. I, I've done all of this stuff for you. Like, what are you gonna do, right? It would be so cool to experience the voice of God verbally. I think of Daniel 5, right? Like Daniel 5 uh, you see that God was writing on the walls. I wish that God would write on the wall and let me know whenever I was about to do something bad because Lord knows I'm, I'm a pretty messed up person and I need the guidance of God in my life. But maybe you're watching this today and if you're honest with yourself, you feel distant from God and you want him to reach out to you and let him know that, you're still, that, that he's still there in your life. Maybe you've never encountered God and you just hope and you wish that he would just enter into your life on like ever before. And so the three questions that I want to answer today in this message are first, does God really speak to people? If so, how do we know that it's God who's talking? And then third, how do we better position ourselves to better hear the voice of God? And so in order to answer these questions, we're actually going to go back to the Old Testament. And so maybe you've never opened your Bible before. The Bible, God's Word, is split into two sections, the Old and the New Testament. And so we're actually gonna be in the first part, in the Old Testament, and we're gonna look at an old story of the story of Samuel and Eli. And so to preface this story, uh, to preface this story, it's important to know that Samuel uh, in this story was about 12 to 13 years old. He was a young kid, just like a lot of our students that went to camp. So that's why it really resonated well with a, a lot of our students, but so again, it's important to know, Samuel was about 12 to 13 years old in this story, 
and he was soon going to replace the priest Eli. Now, it's important to know that Eli was old, and Eli's sons had made some bad decisions that had resulted in God making Samuel the new priest, right? And so uh, Eli, was, Eli was like the, the guy that was training up Samuel to go, to go and to follow his way, right? And so he was his little apprentice, and, uh, and he followed Eli with, with all of his time. And so uh, in this story, both of them had gone to bed for the night, and it's important to know that both of them had gone to bed and, and that Samuel was sleeping right next to the ark of God. Um, and so this is where we pick up in 1 Samuel 3, and we're gonna read verses four through nine. And so it says, suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel, yes, uh, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli, here I am, did you call me? And he says, I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed, so he did. So before we go any further, right, we, we, we know that, they're both asleep, and there's this call, and Samuel is thinking that Eli is waking him up in the middle of the night saying, hey, Samuel, it's me. And so Samuel wakes up, and, and he immediately goes to Eli, and he's like, what do you want? And Eli's like, bro, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you're crazy. Like, what? go back to bed. It wasn't, it wasn't me that called you, so just go back to bed. And, uh, and so this is where we pick up in uh, verse 6 and 7. It says, then the Lord called out again, Samuel, again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? He says, I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. And then we read verses eight and nine. It says, so the Lord called out a third time and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. And he says, here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. And verse nine is so powerful. It says, so he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls out again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And so why did it take Eli and Samuel three times to finally realize that it was God who was calling out to young Samuel? Well, for Samuel, he had never been instructed on how to hear and to recognize God's voice before. Uh, in, in the previous verses, it says that he did not yet know the Lord because he was a young apprentice and, and he was just still trying to learn the ropes. He had never been instructed on how to hear the voice of God before. But for Eli, that's a completely different story. Eli should have known from the start that it was God who was calling out to young Samuel uh, this special call in his life. But a little preface is that Eli had two sons who were also priests. And, and his two sons, they didn't treat the ministry that God had called them to very well at all. And so what had happened is God wanted nothing to do with them, and that's why he's bringing young Samuel to take the place of Eli. Back in 1 Samuel uh, 2, it says that Eli's sons were wicked, and they had no respect for the Lord. In short, right, they were arrogant and self-important bullies, basically. And so again, God wanted nothing to do with them. And, and, and Samuel is a young boy who reveres the Lord. He loves the Lord. And so uh, that's why he's putting Samuel in this position of being a priest. God's voice had become scarce because they were living lives that were separate from God. And I fear that a lot of times, if we're not careful, we are a lot like Eli and his sons. We're a lot like them in the sense that we live lives all about me, myself, and I. We love to be self-righteous. We love 
to be arrogant. We love to just be all about ourselves. And if we're not careful, if we're so busy worrying about ourselves and our biggest needs and our biggest desires, we're going to miss the voice of God. Because let me tell you, God is always talking to us. It's just up to us on if we're listening. But if again, if we're not careful, then we'll get so caught up in ourselves that we'll miss the voice of God. You see, it's not like God is playing this game of hide and seek with us. God is there. He's speaking to us through different things. The question is, are we dialed in with our mind and with our heart to the voice of God, or are we too busy living for ourselves? And so I I just pray that, man, as we go throughout the rest of this week, the rest of this month, the rest of this year, that we would have the position of Samuel. In verse 10, it says this exact same thing, right? This is Eli talking here, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But in verse 10, uh, Samuel's exact words were, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Man, I pray that we would have that heart of God, your servant, Jacob Matthews, your servant, fill in the blank, whoever is watching this, is listening to you. It's not about me, it's about you. And I'm listening to the call in in my life that you have for me. So the second question is, how do we know that it is God who is talking. You know, we hear a bunch of voices in our head throughout the day, but how do we know that the voice that's inside of our head comes from God, right? There's a lot of voices, like you need that newer, nicer, fastest car. You need a newer and bigger house. You you don't have enough money. You're never gonna be successful in this world, right? There's a lot of voices, but, but then maybe if, if you're like some of us, including myself, there's like this distant, far off voice Whenever we're, whenever we're so focused on ourselves, we know that it's back there in the back of our minds somewhere, but God is speaking to us and he's saying, you're forgiven, you're loved, you're redeemed, you're cherished by the God of the universe. And so how do we know that it's God in our mind who is speaking to us? Well, first, the first test is, what does the voice that we hear tell us about Jesus? You know, it's important to know that God is never going to direct us and point us to a false hope. As a matter of fact, he's always, going to po- uh, he's always going to point us to the cross and to his resurrection, his forgiveness, his promises. And so what does the voice that we hear tell us about Jesus? The second test is, does the voice that we hear go against God's word? God's never going to ask us to do something that goes against his word. And so if that voice in our mind goes against God's word, then it's not from so sorry about that, then it's not from God. It's important to know that. God's voice always aligns with God's word. It's always consistent with God's word. And so uh, whatever that voice is, align it with scripture. That's why it's important that we become people of God's word. God has given us his word for us to study, for us to hide in our hearts, for us to remember and to put in our minds whenever we go through trial, when we go through a, a, a temptation or a tribulation, right? It's important that we know God's word and that it's also gonna help us distinguish the voice of God, whether it's the voice of God or another distant voice in our mind. So the final question is, how do we better position ourselves to hear the voice of God? You see, we better position ourselves by putting aside the distractions in our life to intentionally spend time with God. What if the distractions in our life, the things that take precedence, the the things that take importance over God in our life are the very thing that are drowning out the voice of God? You know, uh, fasting is is something that really isn't practiced 
lot in today's culture, but uh, we, we had an opportunity for our students to fast from their phones. And fasting is simply the idea of removing something from your life temporarily. And every time you see fasting in scripture, it always results in spiritual breakthrough. And, and let me tell you, let me be the first to tell you that our students, they were able to experience a spiritual breakthrough unlike ever before because they were able to eliminate the very biggest distraction in their life. And so we live in a culture where we have our phones in our front pocket. Whenever we're bored, we pull out our phone. When we're busy, we pull out our phone. When we need something, we pull out our phone. What if we were able to limit the distraction in our life so that we could better hear the voice of God? The more that you approach God through time and prayer and in his word, the more that you'll get to know him, to trust him, and to recognize his voice. Because let me tell you guys, God is talking, but are you listening? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you spending time in God's word? Because when you do, you'll get to know him, you'll get to trust him, and you'll get to recognize his voice unlike ever before. So are you in a position to hear the call of God in your life? Man, I pray that you would have that, that heart position of Samuel where you'd say, God, I'm yours, I'm listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. When Samuel did this, it created access for not only God's word to come to him, but, but for God's word to come through him. And so, man, I would encourage you while you're watching this, after you're, after you're done watching this, go and read uh, uh, 1 Samuel 4 and, and the rest of, of 1 Samuel. It's an, it's an amazing story. And at the very beginning, it, it talks about how God's word wasn't prevalent and, and uh, God's voice wasn't prevalent in that time. But God used young Samuel to do something great. God's word had came directly through Samuel. And God wants the same thing for you and I. And so as we close out today, ask yourself these questions. First, will you make yourself available to God? Second, will you set aside the distractions in your life that are drowning out the voice of God? And then third, will you answer the call of God in your life? Man, it's important that all of us have the courage to take this next step. Whatever that next step is, I pray that you would have the courage to maybe make yourself available to God, to set aside distractions, to limit the distractions in your life that are drowning out the voice of God. Because it's whenever we do those two things that God is going to make uh, his, his calling in your life very clear. And so we always wonder, man, what's God's call in my life? Well, in order to hear God's call, in order to hear God's voice in your life, it's important that you first make yourself available. And so maybe that's your next step, man. I pray that you would have the courage to take that. And then second, if you want to know God's, God's voice in, in your life and God's plan for your life, set aside the distractions, man. There's a lot of things that we put in between us and God, but God needs to be number one in our life. And so what is that distraction in your life that's drowning out the voice of God? Because let me tell you, God has a special call in your life. God has a special call in my life. He has a special call in every single person's life. It's up to us to know if we're going to hear, to hear that, to hear that uh, voice in our life. So man, it's important that we make ourselves available, that we set aside the distractions, and that we have the courage to answer that call that God has placed in our lives. 
Because let me tell you, this, our, our students are living examples of what God can do when you make yourself available and when you set aside distractions in your life. You're going to experience a spiritual breakthrough unlike ever before. And so, man, again, I pray that you would have the courage to answer the call of God in your life this week. Let me pray for you. God, we're so thankful for who you are, what you've done, what you've done in the, in the lives of our students and what you're going to do in our life as a result of, of what your word had to say to us here today. I pray that we would have the courage to take the next step in our spiritual journey of following you, to become more like you. We love you and we're so thankful for who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again for being here. I just pray that you're able to take a next step, that you would, that you would come and visit us at 8.30, 9.45, or 11 o'clock at, uh, at any of those services on a Sunday. I hope that you have a great week. Go and be a world changer. I believe in you. God believes in you. You're awesome. See ya. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services that meet on Sunday at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. If you feel so inclined to give, you can do so at www.graceriver.cc. Have a great week.